If you are not doing the things that you say you want to do when you want to do them, each time you don't do them and you break those promises, you begin to erode confidence, you begin to erode trust, and you begin to destroy your reputation with self. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. All right, if there's one thing that a man does not want to screw up, it is this thing that I'm going to share with you right now. Hey, friends, welcome to the Bedros Koulian Show. I'm Bedros Koulian, and today we're going to have an awesome episode. I'm going to share with you this one thing that really determines how your confidence ends up, how your health and fitness end up, the quality of your relationships end up, how your financial status ends up, and of course, how people perceive you worldwide. And you're like, holy crap, what is the one thing? Well, that one thing is your reputation. And I'm going to make the case that your reputation is the most valuable thing that you possess. It is not your homes. It is not your cars. It is not your watches. It is not anything else. But your reputation is the most valuable thing that you possess. In fact, Jordan Peterson said, and I quote, nothing is more valuable than your reputation. And if the great Jordan Peterson is saying this is because he understands the value of reputation, the doors that it can open, the doors that it can close, and how it can become detrimental to your personal brand. Because think about that. Today, we all have a personal brand, right? And if your personal brand is tarnished, effectively, your reputation is squashed. So let's talk about this. And I think you're going to be in for a really great treat. So let's get started. Uh, I want to tell you, story because I like kicking things off with a story because if you don't kind of get an example of reputation and what it is, then you're going to be like, well, is it really that important? And the answer is yes. So I was 17 years old. I was just about to graduate uh, high school the following year. And um, me and a small group of my friends had this one friend in our in our group of peers. Uh, let's just call him Mike. Uh, and this is not Mike Botticelli, but I'm just giving this guy the name of Mike. And this guy, Mike, each time we would all like after school go to Taco Bell or on a Saturday, we'd all pile up in the car and go to the beach and then afterwards go get a bite to eat somewhere. Our friend Mike was always that guy who was like, whoa, sorry, guys, I forgot my wallet. Can anyone cover me? And it had gotten to the point where whether me and Mike went somewhere and you know, about 50% of the time, Mike, quote unquote, forgot his wallet. Or if my other friends <clears throat> and Mike go somewhere, about 50% of the time, Mike forgets his wallet and he doesn't have money and he asks to be covered by us financially. And we were friends and we all had jobs. And so we were like, cool, man, we'll cover you. And at the end of the day, whatever, it's Carl's Jr., it's Taco Bell, it's McDonald's, it's some kind of cheap fast food, right? So it didn't much matter. But amongst our group of peers, Mike was known as that guy who's a mooch. And I remember that word being shared amongst our group of peers, that he's a mooch, meaning he's mooching off of everyone, intentionally forgetting his wallet and not actively then paying everybody back afterwards. Because you would think, well, great, man, if you forgot your wallet, then clearly you're going to pay us back afterwards, right? And we would never get paid back. And again, the 
amount was so insignificant <clears throat> that it didn't much matter, but it kind of did in the form of his reputation. His reputation in our peer group had gotten tarnished. And if someone had asked me back then, like, hey, um, you know, what do you think about Mike? My my sister is thinking of dating Mike. Uh, I would have said, well, you know, he's a bit of a mooch and he's that guy that forgets his wallet conveniently. And when you're out, you end up picking up the tab for him as well. And after a while, that starts to suck and you feel a certain way towards him. Uh, and so I would maybe warn your sister against dating this guy. Like his reputation would be tarnished and his reputation was tarnished in that category. Like he was a cool cat to hang out with. He was funny. He kind of checked off all the friend boxes, but about half the time the dude forgot his wallet conveniently, right? And so that's a great example of a tarnished reputation. And I share that with you because today in this modern world with social media being so big and broad, it's not just a peer or friend group that you have to worry about. Like very quickly, the quality of your reputation can spread from person to person through social media very, very quickly. And in fact, today you almost wanna look at as your reputation is like your social credit score. Look at it that way, right? It's your social credit score. What do people say about you, feel about you, think about you, talk, about you behind your back, like behind my back, I know that my friends say, man, B's reliable, he's consistent, he shows up, he says what he means and he means what he says because I go out of my way to not only build my reputation but to protect my reputation. And if I didn't do that, then I'd find myself in a place where Things are convenient for me to cancel. I would cancel out on a friend. I might flake out on them. I might make different plans last minute. And those are all things that would tarnish a reputation. In fact, one of the greatest things I love, and you guys know that I have a uh, high level coaching program called the Domination Year Coaching Program. 99.5% of my coaching clients who come in into the Domination Year Coaching Program, which really is priced at $100,000 for a year of coaching, 99.9% .9 are through word of mouth referrals. In other words, other coaching clients who have worked with me or continue to work with me who refer their friends, their peers, their colleagues, right? And so it is my reputation that leads that referral. In the absence of not delivering what I promise, my reputation will begin to erode, in which case they'll go, man, I paid this guy 100 grand, he promised 10x results, instead I barely got one or two x results, and uh, this is not for me. But I go out of my way to make the right connections to my coaching clients, to make sure they're introduced to the right people, bring them to the right events with me, and make sure that they're face-to-face -face with the people who are gonna be able to impact their lives, impact their income, impact their significance. I give them the systems that we've used. I hold nothing back. And because of that, I over deliver the value and my reputation is a five out of five. And that's what you want. So I made some notes for me here. Like why else is your reputation so important? Well, for one, like I said, your reputation is the most valuable thing you possess and you cannot buy it. It is like the only thing that you can't buy, right? Yeah, you can go get a blue check mark from Instagram or Meta. Um, you, can, you can go buy followers and make it look like your reputation is awesome. Like, man, he's got followers. This guy's got a whole bunch of uh, a blue check mark. 
But at the end of the day, how you show up, your actions, your day-to-day conversations, your commitment and your consistency, all of that determine your social credit score, your reputation. And so I made some notes here that I wanna really share with you. Number one, what is the highest level of reputation that you can build? The highest level of reputation that a man can build is with himself. Before you ever build your reputation in your industry or throughout a community or on social media, you have to first build and establish your reputation with yourself. And so oftentimes people are like, ah, reputation, it's over overstated. Well, let me tell you this, Warren Buffett, the great Warren Buffett, the number one investor on the planet says that his reputation is so valuable that when he makes a decision that is negatively, that has negatively impacted his investors, like he will make it right any way he can because and this is another quote from Warren Buffett this time, he says it takes 20 years to build your reputation and it takes 20 seconds to ruin it, right? And so you have to ask yourself then, if my reputation with myself is the most important because there are two levels of reputation, your reputation with self, your reputation with others. Before we even talk about your reputation with others, let's talk about your reputation with self. What is your reputation with self? Well, you can look at it as confidence. Confidence, where do we get confidence from? Like when I do surveys across all my platforms, the number one thing people wanna hear is, how do I build more confidence? Because if I had more confidence, I could make more money, uh, end up with the woman that that I want, get in better shape, I could be a better father. Like confidence is the answer to everything because there's something called the confidence competency loop. And when there's a confidence competency loop, you find yourself that the more confident you are, the more competent you become, the more cool things you do to grow your business, to grow your income, to grow your impact, your influence, your relationships, your health and fitness. Well, if my confidence goes up, I become more competent. If I'm more competent, I do more things. And the more things I do, the more confident I become because I stack more W's, more wins. More confident I become, the more things I do. So you know that there is that confidence competency loop. And that's not something that I'm making up. That's an actual thing. Like in the psychological world, that's an actual thing. And so, you know, they always say, if you wanna get someone off the couch and have them develop their confidence so they can go out and live life and launch into life, you know, have them develop confidence. And then, you know, they go, well, where does the confidence come from? Well, the confidence confidence comes from competency as in doing things, doing things to, to, to fruition, to finishing, crossing the finish line. And when you do, you start feeling more confident, right? Listen, I stopped taking all of those and I started taking this, the Truly Wellness Shot. In fact, I created this because I was sick and tired of every morning taking 11 different supplements like turmeric, ginger, cayenne pepper, black pepper, vitamin B12, echinacea, vitamin C, zinc, right? Think about this. If you want to improve your immune system, if you want to fight off inflammation in your body so that you have better gut health, you have more energy, your joints don't hurt, then you're going to want to take all those supplements. And I was taking it twice a day, every day. And so when we created the Truly Wellness Shot, we cut no corners and we spared no expense. And so in this, you've got something that's going to not only help boost your immune system, but also 
fight off inflammation. Because if you're a high performer and if you want to get more done, if you want to stay more focused, if you want to make sure that you don't get sick as frequently, then you have to care about your immune system and you have to fight off inflammation, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're high performing and you have a stressful work day from time to time, right? And so here's what I want you to do. You're going to click on the link in the description box or go to trulene.com and you're going to use the code word bedros. And when you use my name, bedros, you'll get 50% off your first subscribe and save bundle. For whatever reason, you don't like the Truly Wellness Shot, which I have yet to meet anyone who doesn't, then let us know in your first 30 days. We'll give you a full refund part ways as friends. Fair enough. Go check it out. Use the code word bedros, get 50% off. Peace. If your reputation with yourself matters most, the question then becomes, how often do you let yourself down? How often do you make promises to yourself and then let yourself down? Are you the guy who is setting your alarm to wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., but then hitting the snooze button and therefore taking 10 or 15 more minutes of bullshit interrupted sleep just so that you can, you know, get a couple more minutes of sleep? And what you're really telling your subconscious mind is, I'll take these crappy 10, 15 minutes of sleep over over getting up and living my purpose-driven life, right? And so you're telling your subconscious that I'm eroding the reputation with myself, that I am not trustworthy. Because at the end of the day, confidence is really about keeping your promises to yourself, and it is about the trust that you have with yourself. Like, do you trust yourself? Like your personal credit score. Do you trust that you will do what you say? Or are you a hypocrite? Because if you're a hypocrite, then you're not gonna build that trust with yourself. You're gonna erode the confidence, which means you're going to erode your personal reputation. And the next time you're like, oh, I wanna do something. I wanna launch a business. Ooh, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it because I don't trust I'm gonna follow through. How often has that happened to you? Think about that. If that's happened to you, like you wanted to do something, but then all of a sudden you stop because of some kind of fear, trace back where that fear came from. And nine out of 10 times that fear came from you previously making a promise to yourself or to someone else and then not following through. And therefore you erode, destroy the reputation with yourself. And so whether it's waking up at 5 a.m., whether it's getting out there and getting after it in the gym and working out, whether it's eating consistently, whether it is doing the work that you need to do to make the sales calls, to run the marketing campaigns, to be able to scale your business, to be able to develop into a better leader. If you are not doing the things that you say you want to do when you want to do them, each time you don't do them and you break those promises, you begin to erode confidence, you begin to erode trust, and you begin to destroy your reputation with self. So then I ask you, if you have a bad reputation with yourself, how in the world are you going to be a promise keeper to your spouse, to your kids, to your coworkers, to the people that you lead, to the people that you love, the people who count on you? You can't, you can't be a promise keeper to them because you now have created a pattern of giving up, of quitting, of eroding trust, of destroying your reputation with yourself. And so you're like, well, if I could destroy it with myself, the most important person on the planet, myself, surely I could let down my kids and be a fat floppy slop with gelatinous titties and I'll tell them to work out, but they're not gonna work out because I am not a walking, talking example of a man that works out because I'm a hypocrite because each time I say I'm gonna work out and eat right, I don't. So I'm fat, I'm sloppy, I'm floppy, 
and I've got milkable titties. And you know that your kids are gonna be a walking, talking example of exactly who you are. Because as my friend Ed Milet says, people learn more by what they have caught than what they are taught, right? In other words, we're learning more by the things that we see others do than what others tell us to do. So if you're a parent or you're a boss and you're like, hey, do this, but you're not doing it, you're a hypocrite. You're a phony, you're an imposter. People can tell, a child can tell, your spouse can tell, your coworkers can tell, your employees can tell, everybody can tell. You just, you're fooling yourself. And so what are the promises that you should have kept to yourself that you let erode? I would start there. Go back and start rebuilding that bridge with yourself. Build the confidence with yourself by keeping the promises to yourself and the four categories of life that really matter. Your faith, as in your, your you know, higher power, your faith in yourself, your family, your fitness, mental, emotional, and physical fitness, your finances. If you say you're gonna make 10 sales calls a day, make 10 sales calls a day, don't stop at nine. If you say you're gonna close 10 people a day, then make as many calls you need to make to close 10 people. Do not go home, do not go pa past uh, that, that line unless you close those 10 people. Because when you say you do something and then you do it, you begin to stack wins and the wins begin to compound. Do you understand? And when wins begin to compound for a man, you start finding momentum. And when a man finds momentum, he starts falling into inertia. And when you have inertia in terms of winning or losing, you tend to stay in inertia. And that is why if you're a sloppy fat jerk on a couch playing video games in your mom's basement with Cheeto dust in your belly button, it's so hard to get up off that couch, isn't it? Like that couch has like your butt print built into it now. It's got like all the remnants of all the bullshit processed snacks that you eat into the couch cushions because you are stuck in this inertia of being a loser, of constantly saying that you're gonna make the change today, today's the big day, you're gonna give up drinking, you're gonna give up vaping, you're gonna give up alcohol, you're gonna give up pornography, you're gonna give up being an asshole, and then you don't. You continue to repeat the patterns. And the question I get more often is, how do I, I, I do it for like three or four weeks and then, I, and then I, I go back to my old patterns? How can I stay consistent? And I said this on a, on a live, on a YouTube live yesterday. I said, well, because you know, it was like 10 people asked that same question. I said, if I, if I had a pistol to the head of a loved one that you really care about, and I said, like Jules from Pulp Fiction, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker unless you consistently do what you say you're gonna do. I bet for an entire year, for an entire decade, for the entire span of your life, you would consistently do what you say you're gonna do because now you have something at stake. There are consequences that if you don't follow through with the thing you were gonna say, click, goes the pistola, right? And I share that with you because that's the thing, you guys don't set up consequences in place so that you know something happens if I don't do this. Because if you had consequences in place, then you would be like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this no matter what, no matter how I feel, no matter what day it is, no matter if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's hot, if I didn't sleep well, if I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, if the day didn't go my way, if I had nightmares in my dreams, 
I'm going to do this because I have consequences in place. For me, my consequences are this. I imagine that my son and daughter, Chloe and Andrew, have a live feed, like a live video feed that's, that's, that's right on their phone of dad. And when dad thinks that he's going to do something and he doesn't do it, they get notified and they see like, oh, shit, dad said he was going to go train, but he didn't. Dad said he was going to go and, you know, hike uh, three and a half miles, but he didn't. Dad said that he was going to do back-to-back Zoom calls and meetings, but he didn't. He canceled them. He's an imposter. He's a fake. He's a phony. Those are the consequences that I've built into my life. Like, I would literally go and tell my kids that, guys, I actually let you guys down. I'm supposed to be a walking, talking example for you guys as a father, as a future adult, Yet, these are the things that I didn't do today, even though I had it on my list to do because, well, I just didn't feel like it, and I let you guys down. I've had that conversation with myself, right? So while there's no live feed, I imagine there's a live feed on Andrew and Chloe's phones, and that dad always does what he says he's going to do, no matter how he feels or what circumstances get in the way. What circumstances get in your way. Well, if you built some consequences, no circumstances would get in your way. And so once you understand that your reputation with self is paramount, is the most important thing because your reputation with yourself is confidence and consistency, right? And by the way, it goes like this. It goes confidence, consistency, congruency, character, competency, right? That's it. Your reputation is, are those five things. Confidence, congruency, consistency, your character, and competency. You keep those five things squared away and you have a rock-solid, bulletproof reputation. Now, once you have this reputation with yourself that you are the man that you say you want to be. By the way, those of you that are you know, struggling and suffering with anxiety and overwhelm and depression and you know, white-knuckling through life, if you're wondering what all those feelings are, those low vibrational frequencies that you're feeling right? Because shame, guilt, anxiety, depression, overwhelm, those are all like really low vibrational frequencies. The reason you're experiencing those is because that is your conscience telling you that, dude, you are not being the, inc- inc- the congruent man that you're meant to be. You think that you want to do this. You say you want to do that. You set the alarm to wake up, but then you don't do any of that. So you're incongruent and your conscience shows up in the form of anxiety, depression, overwhelm, shame, guilt, right? And so if you're going to stop drinking, stop. If you're going to stop vaping, stop. Yeah, but what do I do if I go back to it? Just don't. Like, the answer is that simple. Just don't. Just don't. Well, what if I just can't? Well, think of a consequence. It goes back to consequences, right? So now that we've established this, we've got reputation with self, we have to think about reputation with others, right? Because if you truly want to achieve anything in life, no man is an island. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. And what I mean by that is standing on the shoulders of giants mean there's always going to be some person that helps you out. Like when when people put shit on social media that says self-made man, I'm a self-made man, I'm a self-made man. None of us are self-made. None of us. If not for anything, even the the trauma that you got, even the 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 like beatings that you got and bullying and and whatever happened to you that put this rage and this motivation inside you, like that helped you become the version of you that you are. So you are not self-made. So in the, the very worst case scenario, 
the people who did you wrong really helped build the savage human that you are to become successful. But more likely, successful people have had people come into their lives throughout their journey. I know I have, off the top of my head, I can think of 15 to 20 people easily that have come into my life and have been the giants that I've, I've been able to stand on their shoulders and be able to move up to the next level, at which point then I help others come up with me, right? We're all standing on the shoulders of giants, make no mistake about it. And if you wanna stand on the shoulders of giants, then those giants have to be able to trust you. There has to be a level of honor and respect. And if you want honor and respect, then you must have great reputation because if you do not show up, if you do not uh, ask yourself what's in it for them, like if you just show up and you go, hey, here's all the things I want. Well, have you thought about looking through that other person's lens and seeing what they want out of this relationship, what they want out of this experience, right? Someone who has a high reputation is someone who shows up with the giving hand. They are value driven. They show up with delivering value with zero expectation in terms of getting anything back. That part is important. They show up and they go, you know what? I know we're about to negotiate here. We're about to start a business partnership or whatever, but I wanna look at things through your lens. In fact, I've got a live event coming up. Uh, those of you that are in Australia, by the way, you're going to love this. Um, July of 2024, I will be doing a three-city tour uh, because of Fizz Productions out there in Australia. Uh, we, I'll be in Sydney, in Melbourne, and in Brisbane. And yesterday, Joan and I, my assistant and I, were talking to the production company that's paying me to come out and do the three city tour. And, you know, they're talking about, they got these like 2000 people venues that they've booked in these three cities. And I said, um, so how are you monetizing this? Cause I know you're paying me a lot of money to come out there and I appreciate that, but how are you guys monetizing this? I'll help fill up the seats. I'll promote this event throughout, you know, my social media and, whatever, the thousands of people from Australia who follow me hopefully will come to this event. But how are you guys going to monetize it? They go, well, we got, you know, three or four different levels of ticket sales, you know, from like the low level at $500 to the high level at $5,000 where they get to meet you afterwards and, and have dinner with you and meet and greet and ask questions, take pictures, et cetera. I'm like, cool. Like, but cost of production is going to be pretty high, guys. Uh, we've been running events for 13 years. Cost of production is going to be pretty high. Ticket sales aren't going to be enough. They go, well, we also have some sponsors. I go, okay, Ticket sales and sponsors will now get you to break even. Now what? If you're not running these three events to make money and you're just like, I wanna break even, that's not a really good business model. Now what? They're like, well, we're stumped. I said, do you guys have anything that you can sell? Like, do you guys have a coaching program for all these people that come to this place? Do you have a coaching program that they could subscribe to for the next 90 days where they can get added value, added coaching, uh, they can get some kind of mentorship, guidance, structure uh, once they leave this event. They're like, no, we don't. I'm like, well, look, if we're going to have 2,000 people per venue across those three cities, why don't you consider creating a coaching program that maybe 20% of the audience will buy? And if you do, now you've not only added more value to that 20% who buys, but you've also put yourself in a position that you're gonna be financially profitable and not just breaking even. And they're like, dude, Pedro's like, what's, what's in it for you for doing this? 
Well, nothing, nothing. You've already paid me. You've already paid me. What's in it for me is I want to be able to help someone else because I realize this could be a long-term relationship. Any kind of relationship I go into, I go into it with a giving hand. And just because they've already paid me, my mentality is not, well, I don't care how they fill up the seats. I don't care if they monetize. I don't care if they break even or lose money. I do care because they seem like a great, great team. They seem like they know what they're doing, but I realize they're missing one very critical component. I've been doing big live events for 13 years. What's, what's lost on me to, to share this with them, right? And it was so easy to share this with them and therefore help them be able to monetize this event and add more value to people and therefore establish a better reputation with them. I bet they're like, damn, we just expected B to come on here and say like, what are the flights? Make sure I'm flying first class or private from one city to the next. I want to stay in five-star hotels. Instead, B was asking like, what's your method of monetizing? How are you going to fill it up? How are you going to get add value to the people's lives? That is how you want to show up with the giving hand. So anytime, like you want your reputation to be better with others, like start thinking about what does the other person want out of this relationship and find a way to deliver it without any expectations, number one. And when you do that, you're able to then start, for lack of a better term, controlling how people see you, the conversations they have about you, both in front of you and behind your back, and there's something also very important about here. It's not just your reputation across the community with others, but remember your last name, your name is shared with your siblings, with your parents, with your ancestors, and with the generation of your family that's coming into the future. The Koolian last name existed, exists, and will continue to exist. And I could either continue to build the reputation of the Koolian last name, or I can erode it now and really, I guess, be dis disgraceful of my family members and ancestors that have died and be damaging to the reputation of the generation to come, of my nieces and nephews, of my children, right? So it's important that I manage my reputation well so that I not only have great reputation with self, I not only have great reputation with others so that I can effectively control how I'm seen, how I'm talked about, what people think of me, that matters, right? Because it is your social credit score, especially in the industries that you're in. Because when your reputation is good, you have the opportunity to gain things, right? There's opportunity gained. When your reputation is shitty, like recently someone reached out to me on social media and they're like, hey, how do you feel about so-and-so and their coaching program? And um, I was like, oh, so-and-so and their coaching program? Easy, I think they're a piece of shit. You should not work with them. They're liars and phonies and assholes and you can tell them I said that because that person that they're talking about came and joined one of my masterminds many years ago and uh, me and Joe Polish have a term that we share, it's like, there are coaching clients and then there are poaching clients. Some people join your coaching group and pay the monthly fee so that over the next couple months they can start poaching clients out of there. Well, that jerk did exactly that. And I get it, it happens from time to time, but because he had put out there that, yeah, you know, I was mentored by Bedros so that he can get coaching clients, this person reached out to me on DMs 
And I was like, yeah, you don't want to work with them. You don't want to pay them 2,500 a month. They're fake, they're phony, they're scammers. You can go tell them that, that I said that because I know for a fact that they are, right? Their reputation is shot with me and I would have no problem making a selfie video and putting it on social media if it got to that, just to prevent more people from working with this crook. So you see how important it is. That is opportunity lost for this guy, but if his reputation was good, it would be opportunity gained. If he came into my coaching program, if he, if he just added value, if he did the work, and then he eventually left my coaching program and then launched his own and then started acquiring leads and clients, and then he started using me as a sales tool, for a lack of a better word, like, hey, I've worked with Bedros, guess what? I'd be like, yeah, man, he's a stud. I've coached him up, and I would totally trust him to coach you up but I can't trust this guy, so I have to shit on him. You get that? And so that is very important. There's opportunity gained and opportunity lost, depending on if your reputation is good or shitty, and you get to decide how your reputation is. So then, let's finish with this. How do we build your reputation? One, keep your promises, keep your word. Keep your promises to yourself, keep your promises to others, simple enough. Number two, do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Sometimes it's easy to say, I don't have to do the right thing because I'm alone, no one's gonna see, and uh, I can get away with taking the shortcut. Do the right thing anyway, trust me. You don't want the universe to see because then you start acquiring karmic debt, and you don't want to start building karmic debt. You wanna build your goodwill bank account. You want the universe to go, this person's such a good human that I'm gonna open doors for him, not closed doors for him because of the karmic debt, right? So you do the right thing. Number three, be consistent. Just be consistent. Number four, be reliable. Don't flake on people. Be that reliable person. Be that North Star for others. And number five, apologize when you fucked up. If you did something wrong, apologize. And I'm going to teach you guys the proper way to apologize. Most people don't know how to apologize these days. A proper way to apologize is simple. It's a three-step process. I'm sorry, here's how I screwed up, and then you say how you screwed up. What can I do to make it right? See, when you actually screw up and you own up to it that way, I'm sorry, here's what I did to screw things up in our relationship and our friendship and our business partnership or whatever. What can I do to make things right? It doesn't matter, almost, it doesn't almost matter what you did, the person on the receiving end of that apology would be like, holy shit, that is a sincere apology. And they might say, well, I appreciate that. There's nothing you can do to make it right, but just you apologizing that way, as far as I'm concerned, we're good. Or they might say, you know what? Thanks for apologizing. You're right, you did screw it up that way, and here is what you can do to make things right. And then you should go out and make things right. And what that does again is it builds upon your reputation instead of eroding your reputation. And so I wanna let you guys know that all men, all men judge each other by their reputation, by their honor, by their follow through, by their word. And so if you are not building your reputation actively, if you are not actively protecting your reputation, if you are not, it's your personal brand, your reputation is your personal brand. It's how you are seen by others, your peers and, and the world. If you're just constantly breaking promises to yourself and others left and right, you my friend have a damaged, broken, eroded 
reputation and therefore your confidence is shot, your opportunities are lost and your life sadly is probably a mess. And so with that said, I want you to focus on building your reputation and spend years and years and years protecting that reputation, not only for yourself, but to respect your ancestors who carry your name and also to show love and respect to the future generation who's coming after you who are going to carry your name. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this show. I appreciate you all. If you got value from this show and you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. 72% of you watching this are not subscribed, in fact. And uh, leave a comment. Give us thumbs up. If you're on Spotify and iTunes, please share this and leave us a review. That would mean a lot, a five-star review. We want to make sure that we are able to help more men achieve money, meaning, and self-mastery. That is what this show is about. And so with that said, remember this, that average is the enemy, success is your responsibility, and change can take place in an instant if you are willing to flip the switch. We'll see you next time. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. 